What is up, everybody? This is Josh Taylor of the Bird Network Podcast and the Capital Network. It is vital to stay informed this offseason, and the best way to do that is to stay plugged into the Capital Network. The official website is launching soon, so get ready by following the network on Twitter at the Capital WFT and all the members listed in the bio who are some of the top content creators from a fan base perspective in the Washington football team community. We have myself and Brian Murphy of the Burgundy Network Podcast, Adam and Eva in the Burgundy Gold Report with scouting evals and reports for the NFL Draft, former D1 football player Donovan White giving his thoughts from a player perspective, Paul Murphy as an international reporter and writer all the way from Scotland, and of course, our favorite podcast, HT We Are, hosted by Freddie and Maddie Jane, who always keep it real as fans and are actually doing an awesome campaign with shirts to help rep the pod and benefit the Hog Farmers foundation so get your shirts plug into the network and stay informed as we head towards a crazy offseason as washington fans up and welcome back to the HTWR podcast. I'm your host Maddie Jane and I'm Freddie Ham. Freddie, we are back and better than ever. Feels right to be back. Feels like the right time, right? Yeah. Especially with everything going on. If I would have told you before we took this little break that we'd come back and Kyle Smith would be gone, Martin Mayhew would be our general manager, and we'd be talking about our quarterback situation, but it wouldn't be about Matt Stafford coming to Washington because Matt Stafford got traded to LA. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed any of that. (laughs) I wouldn't have believed any of it. But we're here, and I'm excited still. See what happens next. So we've been gone a little while, but it ain't ain't been that long. I mean, it's just a couple weeks, right? And hey, if you want to hail with us every day, you know what you can do? What? Right now, for a limited time, you can get our official HTWR t-shirt. What? Yeah. We have a t-shirt? We got a t-shirt. You kidding me? Not for real. It's it's legit. Yo, it says HTWR on the front. (gasps) It's got our catchphrase on the back. It's really, really nice. It's a premium cotton shirt, so it feels nice on your skin. That sounds like something I at least would pay, you know, 50, 60 bucks for. Bring me back a t-shirt. You're in luck, Maddie Jane, because it's way less than that. You gotta be kidding. Yo, if anybody wants to score an HTWR shirt, they're only available for about the next week or so. It's a limited run campaign. We're not opening an online store or anything like that we've been wanting to do a shirt for a long time so we finally decided to pull the trigger and do one and we're doing it through a website called bonfire bonfire is a campaign based site so the shirt will be available until the 8th of february and 100 percent all of the proceeds are going to the hog farmers charity foundation 100 percent 100 percent that's like almost all of it that is all of it maddie jane that's what 100 percent means those of you who listen to the show know that uh, that we love the hog farmers. We we love what they do. We've always supported what what they do. When we finally decided that we wanted to put a, a t-shirt out, and uh, we figured out that we could do it and and tie this uh, charitable element into it, we thought it w- it was a no-brainer. It was a it was a win-win situation. So so those of you who want an HTWR shirt can get one, and then also all of the proceeds are going to benefit children with pediatric cancer and their families. So it really is an everybody win situation. It's great. I mean, that's 100% what we're about, and that's why we decided to do it this way. But like we said, limited time. You got about one week to get your shirt if you want one. 
And, you know, if it goes well, hey, maybe we'll do something like this again. But we're really, really excited about it. And if you know someone who would like a shirt, let them know about it. Uh, those of you who want to get a shirt, we're going to drop a link. It'll be on our Twitter. Just go there. You can get one. You can get one for you, your sister, your mother, your brother, everybody. And I do want to say this as well because it is a cool opportunity. And if you buy one and you rep it, like, that's so cool. But even if you can't, even if you can't afford to do it right now, whatever, listen, I just want to put this out there as well anybody if you just listen and you're hanging with us and you enjoy the podcast we love you regardless even if you can't get a shirt but if you can and want to rock one with us that's dope too and things are really really tough right now if you cannot afford a shirt if you got five dollars that you can donate to the hog farmer's charity donate that five dollars to the hog farmer's charity absolutely I'll tell you what I'm excited about, Maddie Jane, and we talked about it in our last episode. I'm excited that we are now part of the Capital Network. Ah, yes. And since we're part of this network, we thought we would take advantage and get some expertise on something that we are not experts on. (laughs) That's draft prospects and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's not really our bag, is it, Maddie Jane? Not exactly, but thankfully, thankfully, we know people. We know a guy. We know a guy, also part of the Capital Network, and that is Mr. Adam Aniba. So Adam, welcome back, bro. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been a while. I mean, we said it a couple times before, but I I gotta say it again, man. You've been down with us literally like since the very beginning. Look at where we started talking about us, talking about you, and and look where we're at right now and getting to be part of this network together, man. It's it's, it's cool stuff, isn't it? It's always good when you can get together with a group of people that not only have a passion, but have an understanding. You know, one thing I'm learning is, you know, I might be somebody that knows a little bit about small small school prospects or this side of it, but then you have, you know, someone like Josh offers this or, you know, you guys offer, you know, something else. Personally, I'm not an expert, you know, we're, we're, we're not rich off of this, but I think what Josh is doing and we all bring together, I think it has a possibility of success because I've seen with Julie Donaldson's, you know, all the people at the organization, they're looking at homegrown talent. So I think when you have people together like us, I think the more we can bring to the table, you know, the more content, the more things that, you know, people will want to, you know, come listen to and come check out our stuff, you know. 100%. That's what I've been saying from the beginning, that we're better together. That's that's the mantra that I've been carrying uh, with the Capitol, with Josh and his vision, his wonderful podcast, with you, Adam, with everything that you do, scouting all these prospects, the big board that you make every year, all the work that you put in, and our boy Paul Murphy across the pond. I mean, we're international. You feel me? That's right. So, Adam, you know we got to ask the obvious question. What are your immediate thoughts uh, on the Senior Bowl? I'll tell you, um, I was happy to see a bunch of my guys ball out. Uh, you know, night before I released um, an under-the-radar uh, defensive prospects to watch, and then shortly before game time, I released um, uh, my offense. North Carolina's uh, running back Carter looked good. Um, one of my favorite guys that, you know, I'm really projecting to go to the Redskins, uh, excuse me, Washington football team, is uh, Richie Grant from University of Central Florida. Uh, the kid's a baller. He's a ball hawk. He's all over the field. He was making plays uh, all week. He had two interceptions against Newman uh, during some of the scrimmages. But a lot of people look at the Senior Bowl as, you know, an opportunity just to get an eye on, you know, professional routes, concepts, NFL coaching. But this year is so different because there's going to be no combine. So what I saw this year is I saw guys make a lot of money this weekend. 
you know, because you saw guys were on that fourth, fifth round conversation. And in the end, some of them left left the game probably jumping up a round or two. Kellen Mond, that guy made a hell of a lot of money. He was looking to be a third or fourth round. There's going to be a team that jumps up and get him a second. I don't know if it's Washington, but um, there was some real good talent. And wide receiver is a specific spot I want. And I want to uh, basically see with all through the offseason with, with not a lot of combine going. There's going to be a lot of projections going on. So just continue to watch that film, man. But yeah, anybody who's out there, just check out the guys I wrote about. But I'll have a wrap up after. I'll have a lot of spotlights coming up. But I was happy to see there were some small guys uh, that were actually part of the week. Uh, some left guards that uh, could be really interesting for Washington come, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round. So there's definitely some guys that we could look at about, you know, most likely day through day three. But uh, there's definitely some talent. I'm glad you brought up the fact that there is no NFL Combine this year and there's limited tape. There's a lot of guys who opted out of the season altogether and then teams playing limited schedules, all of that stuff. I mean, the Senior Bowl is probably, I mean, would you say that the Senior Bowl is a bigger deal this year than it's ever been? It's the biggest it's ever been. You know, they actually came together a week, I think a week earlier to create that bubble. So it was something, it was really challenging, especially, you know, in Mobile, Alabama, you know, not everyone's with the program over there. So Jim Nagy did a great job. He really got everyone together. But in the end, this is going to probably be the last um, opportunity for NFL coaches to actually, or scouts, to be in attendance. Not all were allowed there, like in years past, but there's going to be no combine. Uh, pro days are going to be virtual pro days. They'll have some scouts there. So this is the last major game we're going to see a lot of these guys. But the truth is, you know, when we're talking about guys probably going in the top 50, I would venture to say at least 35 of them or so are probably underclassmen who weren't even at the game. So the Senior Bowl is a great litmus test for guys that are going maybe late day two, late three, those gems you're looking for, those Cole Holcombs, uh, you know, those Matt Ioannidis type guys. Um, what was really disappointing for a small school evaluator, though, is the cancellation of the East-West Shrine game. Uh, there was some really good guys that um, I had some past conversations with, and, you know, they were disappointed because it's probably going to affect their undrafted status because even by going undrafted, you still have to get invites. You have, still have to have representation. And if there's not many of these all-star tapes out there, man, I, I know these guys, sadly, they're going to be working they, this time next year. They're going to be working at dealerships just because they can't get their film out there. But I really hope we can move on from this really quick. I sadly think it's going to drag on a lot longer. Um, but I think that the football world is going to have to adjust. Scouting is going to really have to adjust. Um, because if they don't, they're just going to lose so many diamonds in the rough. And I think this draft, there's going to be a lot of guys in the sixth, seventh undrafted position that probably could have gone in fourth, fifth rounds in previous years if they were able to get a chance to uh, you know, showcase their skills at the Combine. We saw that with Jeremy Chin. We saw that with my guy, Kyle Duggar. These guys, if they weren't able to shine in all these different all-star games, they might not have had the same opportunities. So what I'm hearing from you, Adam, is we should trade back. Now this is a good year to trade back, right, right, right? And one more quick comment on the senior bowl. Yo, my favorite candy is Reese's. Josh got to go to the senior bowl. I was jealous of that, but I'm actually more jealous of the fact that he got some free Reese's. <laughs> That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, as, as much as I hate to, to halt the food talk because we all know i'm definitely a foodie well you talked about it adam you talked about how like you know a lot of these underclassmen a lot of these guys that are the big prospects weren't at this game because you brought up some of the guys you saw in the game that you thought possibly could be a target for washington but outside of that just i know obviously it's you know you probably haven't really gotten to deep dive yet but just off the top of your head uh who are some other potential prospects at this point you're looking at maybe some sleepers maybe some of those late round guys and also i do want to add this so this can be 
after that question, but a lot of people are talking about Kellen Mon. Also wanted to get your thoughts just from what you saw in him because I've seen things, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So both of those questions, sorry to throw two at the same time, but wanted to get your thoughts. I'll start with Kellen Mond. Um, that guy, I wasn't really a huge fan. I didn't see too many games that I, I did see, but he really showed a lot between what I saw in the final games to um, the Senior Bowl. So I think that guy made himself a lot of money. Reportedly, after the trade with the Rams, there's 16 possible teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks now. So I think that that puts a lot of teams disadvantaged. And I think what's going to happen is um, a lot of teams are going to reach. So we have a situation right now where I don't think Washington is going to be able to land that early round quarterback. But as far as that, um, you have to excuse me. And what were the rest of the questions you asked? You talked about some of the prospects at the Senior Bowl. But outside of that, like I said, I know it's early. But who are some prospects that you're looking at that you think would be a, a good fit in Washington? There was a couple guys that I did individual write-ups on. Kadarius Toney, uh, he's a receiver out of Florida. Florida. He's caught a, a lot of nonsense about his lack of route running. But you, what you have to understand in this modern day NFL, the spread system, his ability to make plays in short spaces, that's the kind of receiver that I think that Washington should be looking for. I think we have that technician and Terry McLaurin. Again, I'm not sold on who we have in the outside camp sims. Um, AGG, a lot of people have not given up. I, you guys know I spent a lot of time watching film. I saw from 18 to 19 a tremendous difference. I think we can see a tremendous difference next year if he can stay on the field. Um, so it's that slot. You know, Steven Sims Jr., he, we got, it was fool's gold. You know, we got a couple flashy plays. We thought, okay, you know, we, we found somebody, but the truth is, you know, he, he, he wasn't. He wasn't real, but. Um, yeah, he trashed, though. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> There's this guy that just keeps coming back to me every time I talk to people, every time I write articles, is his name is Jalen Darden. Earlier in the process, most people had him around that, you know, that fifth round, fourth round range. But man, this guy, you want to talk about that combination of, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson and, you know, Pierre Garçon, somebody that can, you know, get busy in small places, plays big. He's going to run those goal routes all day. So North Texas, remember this guy, Jalen Darden, he's going to start to build up a lot of steam. But like I said, if there was a combine, he would have been invited. This guy could have probably gone second round. But right now, you know, with Washington's two third round picks, they're going to have some opportunities to really dive into a good talent pool. But in this league, if you don't have a good slot, you don't have it. Um, I think that we saw... Julio Jones, how good he can be. Uh, we saw some of their additions, but really they don't have that true dominant slot. They have a bunch of guys that are, you know, Z's and X's in my opinion. If you can get that slot, you've seen, you know, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, he's made a career out of having the Wes Welker types, you know, all those guys. I think once we can get that going, you know, like we mentioned, Tony, Darden, man, we can keep going on. We have um, more from Purdue. Uh, there's just so many guys in this draft that, you know, that are out of maybe the top 20 discussion. It's really going to start uh, getting steam. But to shift to maybe another position that I really like is the linebackers. Um, there's a guy, Bolton from Missouri, a little undersized, about six foot, 225, 30 pounds. People are really knocking him on that. Uh, so between him and you have a guy uh, from Tulsa, Xavier Collins, opposite guy, six foot four, 230. Heard that um, name. But they're kind of not pure middle linebackers. And I think Washington showed we have Holcomb. He's a guy that I think, you know, can probably excel as the weak side linebacker. But we don't have that middle linebacker. Bostic is not that guy. Sean Deon Hamilton, I, he 
GP flailed out, he'll be gone next year. That's what we've been saying since the end of the season. People are talking about uh, positions that we need to address, and everyone just wants to talk about quarterback all the time. And I'm like, while we're worried about the quarterback of the offense, I'm worried about the quarterback of the defense. We've seen how good Washington's front line can be, but if you don't have linebackers hitting that gap, these quarterbacks are still getting time. You know, we saw Brady, what he did. If you can imagine, if you can have you know, a Luke Kiki kind of type, you know, somebody like that that's going to man the middle, you know, that's going to be somebody that's going to be getting pressure on Brady. They just didn't have it. A lot of fans are taking that game and saying, well, it was maybe a bad day for for Tampa Bay's defense against Heinke. But, you know, in the end, I think it was a really good idea to go with Heinke in that game. And I, I really was happy. I think that they can really go far with what they have. They just need to add a couple pieces. I'm just wondering this. I'm wondering what this draft is going to look like because now, I mean, a lot of the scouting department is different. Kyle Smith's gone. A lot of his guys are gone. Like the past few years, obviously, like we have the Cam Curls, the Cole Holcombs, the Jimmy Moreland's, these, these late round picks. I don't know how much you know about Mayhew and I don't even know if they've brought in a bunch of the positions to fill them yet. Do you feel confident as somebody that evaluates and you can tell like if a draft is good or not, right? So do you feel confident that they'll still be able to draft at the level they've been drafting the past few years? Especially in the late rounds. I'm not too concerned because a lot of boards are semi put together. So it's not like they take the boards and staff and they leave. You know, all their stuff is still there. Their imprint's still there. The question is, has Mayhew brought enough people around to really solidify this draft? But in the end... I think the move is clear. The move is Ron Rivera is running things. And for right now, I'm cool with it because if it's not, I don't see a situation where Snyder's going to come in the draft room and take over. I think Rivera's kind of got him where he needs to. And I think the whole situation with Kyle Smith is it's not that they don't like him necessarily. People are caught up in that. I just don't think what he wants to do is what they want to do. It's a coach centric team. I think he's looking for a tier system with the president, GM, scouting department. That's not how it's going to be. So I, I think it's a loss. That's what he came up with. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think it's a loss, and I think it's a little weird that it happened this close to the draft. I don't remember ever seeing this, of somebody leaving and taking their staff. I do think there might be a little bad blood here because <laughs> the timing is unusual, but this is a big draft for a lot of teams because you got to understand the salary cap is not going up for the first time in years. So draft teams need to hit this year. If teams don't hit in those first three rounds, it's going to hurt them. Granted, it's going to go up about $27 million the following year, but it's a big draft in Washington to me. Everyone's looking at this strength of schedule and saying they're going to go backwards. This draft and free agency is probably bigger for them than any other team in the NFL. Great stuff, Adam. And this is why we love having you on, and this is why we love the association, because we get to kind of hitch our little wagon to people who really know about football. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you got to love it. People start asking us about how we feel about the current prospects coming up, and we're like... Uh, <laughs> like I said, that's why you got to have something, you know, everybody offers something different, you know. Exactly. Me and Maddie Jane, we just kind of sit around and talk about how much we love Terry McLaurin. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Just go to my site on a daily basis every other day. You'll, you'll seem like an expert. I'll just start quoting stuff that I read off of your site. Yeah, I'm going to enroll in the Adam Neba School of Draft. Of course, you know, we would be remiss, Adam, if we did not talk about... Uh, I can't even say it. Can you say it? The quarterback situation. The quarterback situation. (laughs) And this was a point of contention for Maddie Jane and I with the whole Stafford thing. Maddie Jane was all in for Stafford. Yeah, Freddie, because you said Cam Newton over Matthew Stafford. And I want everybody, this is another place where we can say. I did not say. You said Cam Newton over Matthew Stafford. That is not what I meant. I didn't mean. (laughs) 
Okay, so, look, fair enough. You know, you well, put you the know poll what? out. Well, it doesn't matter, okay, because up. we're not getting Matt Stafford, are That's we? That's a good point. That's a good point. We're not. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's just like last year. I think with Amari Cooper, it was a swing and a miss, and I think it's the same thing with Stafford. Cam Newton, I don't think that that's that guy's a good situation. Ninety percent of the teams, and he's going to still make probably twelve to fifteen million because of demand. He made crap this year, but next year there's sixteen plus teams that are going to need a quarterback. And somebody's going to pay for him, and that's what's going to happen. So the market's going to get set, and everyone said by 2022, um, we're going to be looking at 45, 50 million dollar quarterbacks a year. So you better get your quarterback soon, because if you don't get him soon, it's going to it's going to be a killer. So I think the situation Washington fans need to start to come around to is Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke. And probably someone like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, a lot of people are against it. I'm not. I think you bring him in. You have a competition. You go from there. But I don't think you just reach on any guy like you mentioned, Carr or someone like that. Keep your draft picks if you can't go high, in my opinion. One thing I wanted to bring up, because I knew that it would fire Freddie up. Because obviously now everybody's like, oh, well, we missed on Stafford. That's okay. Because Watson. Everybody wants Watson anyway. And I saw a lot of, like, couple first, couple seconds. I saw one that said, like, two young defensive players. And a lot of people were saying Chase Young. Yeah. And then the funniest part is the part that fired up Freddie was people were saying Cam Curl, <laughs> which if you know Freddie, you know that he's not going to be OK with that. Yo, I will fight a mother <laughs> trying to get rid of Cam Curl. I will. Any, anybody. I don't care who it's for. OK, I don't care if your mama's life is on the line. Oh I'm sorry. Yo, she got to go. I'm keeping Cam Curl. I will personally. I will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. Send me your address. I will come to your house and I will fight you. I will drag you out into the street and I will beat you with your own shoes. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> okay, okay. We hear you. We hear you, Freddie. And I, I Do you hear me? I hear you. Okay, but Adam, if you're feeling... I mean, I think anybody would would love to have Deshaun Watson. That's like a no-brainer. If you had, like, are there two that you would say, defensively young guys, that you would say, okay, I'm willing to give those guys up? This is what is rolling around the most. It's the Montez Sweat or Deron Payne. John Allen. Those are the three names that keep coming up. Maddie Jane and I even kind of had that with the Montez. When she told me what people are saying about Cam Curl, I was like, what? Say it again. Say something now. Oh, say something else. And then I said, I would actually be cool with Sweat. And she like freaked out. She's like, what are you talking about? But this is, this is my, my point. And then this is exactly what I said to you, Maddie Jane. I said, we don't have another Cam Curl. We have another Sweat. Actually, we have a guy who's better than Sweat. I don't want to get rid of any of them. Everybody on the defensive line right now, with Matt Ioannidis coming back healthy, who, by the way, is our best interior rusher. I feel like John Allen and Deron Payne are, are very, very similar in what they do for the team. And we can't keep them both. I feel like Payne is more talented. I love Jonathan Allen. He's one of my favorite players. I love his leadership qualities. I love all that. You know, he's also older. But the thing is, we're not going to be able to keep everybody on this line. It's just unreal. Realistic. We can't afford to do that. We have a good young defensive tackle in Tim Settle who could start alongside with Deron Payne. You have Matt Ioannidis. You have a good rotation. You get another guy in free agency. You draft a young guy. I think it's way, way, way more important that we have our edge 
edge rushers than our interior defensive linemen. I'm not saying that to diminish the position. I'm just saying. Right. Because, you know, the thing is, you're talking about three or four more years. This is as long as they can have Chase Young and Montez Sweat together. Because after that, they're already talking about next year, we're going to see a $35, $40 million pass rusher. So somebody's going to be making that. So there's no way you're going to keep both in about three or four year time. You made the perfect point. It's the interior. Right now, it's just like San Francisco. They had to make a decision. They had two defensive tackles both coming up that they had to resign back to back. And they made a choice. They made they got a first round from Indianapolis. It, I think it was probably a win-win. Indianapolis, their defense looked a lot better. But in the end, Washington has to figure out how to monetize this. They can't just let it go. Like every time this happens, they got either walks and free agency. They get a you know a lousy you know supplemental pick, or they do a bad trade. So I think this is opportunity with Watson. I think if you really want to get Watson, you're going to give you know three first round picks, and you're probably going to include Payne and another defensive player in that, you know, I think it's crazy, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've been watching Watson's day one at Clemson, okay? You bring him in, it changes everything. I love Curl. I love everyone. And with Kevin Sheehan, he even said, Young, that's the only thing I'm against. And it's not because I think that, oh, he'll take us to a Super Bowl, this and that. You can't take away what got you there. And it's not about statistics. Everyone said Montez Sweat, he had more sacks. Yes, he did. But the impact wouldn't have been there without um, Chase Young. If we had Ryan Kerrigan there the whole year, we wouldn't have seen the impact. He's infectious. What he brings to the team, you can't pay for, you can't draft. So that's why you don't move him. To me, Terry McLaurin and him are the untouchables. Everybody else, I you probably couldn't tell me one person that's not. So there's only your offensive star, your defensive star. Other than that, anything you can do to get Watson, do it. But I'll be honest with you guys, I don't. I think this will drag on. It's going to go past the draft because Houston already made a huge mistake with Hopkins going to, for nothing. I think it was the second round. Even if they get huge offers, he has a no-trade clause, so he's going to dictate anywhere where he's going to go. Talking about the big boys like the Jets that can offer a quarterback early rounds, he's not probably going to want to go there. He's probably going to want to go to somewhere as close. So I think in the end, it's going to drag on to the ne next offseason, so it won't be anything that we give up this year. So even if they make a run, it won't be for this year, in my opinion. I should be used to it as a Washington fan, but I just always am like, well, soon enough, we're not going to have to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> this is going on forever. So this is goes way beyond Snyder, and it's a problem that they just can't find that guy. And we talk about Kyle Smith, great, great guy. I think this, did he? He didn't either. And I know with um, Dwayne Haskins, there was an override. There was, you know, friction there. But still, he was here before that even happened, and they still didn't get a quarterback, you know? I mean, the conversation that, that Matty Jane and I have been having for weeks about the Deshaun Watson thing, and it's exactly what you said. With Deshaun, you get your franchise quarterback for 10 years, and it's not a question. It's not a, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it works out. Like, no, he comes in, and we have the leader on offense. We already got our leader on defense. We have two elite-level special guys, and then you worry about everything else. And when you have those guys, especially when you have Deshaun Watson, it's another it's a point that I brought up on uh, when I was on Burgundy Zone last week all of these skill position guys these receivers are gonna want to go somewhere where there's quarterback stability who doesn't want to play with Deshaun Watson exactly he, he's you know what I'll give up Cam Curl for Deshaun Watson and the truth shall set you free <laughs> there you go we, we, I, we brought you around now huh 
I think if Watson comes in, if we somehow can swing Watson, no matter who it takes, he comes in and he is anything like he's been at all. If he comes in and he is Deshaun Watson, we're not going to be looking back and being like, man, pain, whoever, like no matter how much you love these guys, if he comes in and does his thing, you know, we're going to look back on it and be like, no, that was the right move. I'll hate it in the moment if it happens, if we lose a good player. You won't hate it when we're raising a Lombardi trophy. No, exactly. If you can get Watson, get Watson. This is unprecedented territory. They've never been a quarterback this young, signed, sealed, delivered. A lot more than just a power thing here. This 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 does have a lot to do with in social justice issues. This has to do with a lot of issues going on. I think Watson has been on record with a lot of those. Well, come to the most woke franchise in the NFL right now, bro. For (laughs) real. I'm going to say something right now, okay? And I got witnesses. If we get Deshaun Watson here, if he comes here, I will get his number tattooed on myself. (laughs) All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, that's... Do you have any tattoos? Would that be your first tattoo? For everybody listening, he does. Freddie has tattoos. He has a really ugly bird on his on his arm, but I want. Would you stop? <laughs> Would you stop? She's talking about my hokey tattoo. Oh, is that okay? Who's winning the Super Bowl? Any other time you don't bet against Brady, but I think this is the passing of the torch. I think we can see Brady pick, play a couple more years, but I think Super Bowls are done. So you're ready to crown Patrick Mahomes? If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. He'll be a Super Bowl champion, MVP again. That that's that's my prediction. I think it'll be a good game though. Listen, Adam. Once again, we so much appreciate you coming on always love to listen to your insight and again we're connected now with the capital so go check out the capital as well if you're listening but make sure you go check out adam your new website it's amazing you were talking about it a little bit adam let them know where they can find you we've designed a new site customized for the washington fan around this time it's very draft uh, oriented it always comes back to washington so any uh, big boards we put up any evaluations they're only guys that we project as you know good fits in washington you know you can go to that you want to seem like an expert this draft just go to burgundyandgoldreport.com guys Awesome stuff. Yeah, definitely go check it out. If you love football, you will not be disappointed. Thank you again, Adam. Uh, Can't wait to have you on again for the draft so we can get even more ideas on some of these prospects. I will be trying to watch film before then so I can have a little bit more to contribute. But as always, it's been a blast. And uh, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Hail DC, guys. Great stuff from Adam, as always. Go check out all of his content. And again, it's such a great thing. He's got the new website, all of this content available uh, under one roof, under one umbrella, all of that. Again, thanks to Josh Taylor for doing this. It's his vision, putting all of this together. It's synonymous with our network. And gosh, I've got to give props to him for doing this. Oh, Whoa. you did it. It's that time. It's time for props. Shout out to Josh Taylor, our fearless leader. He's the founder of the Capital Network. He is the creator slash host of the Burgundy Network podcast. All around great guy. He is scouting right now. Congrats to Josh. That's such a cool thing. You could see it if if you follow him on Twitter, how much of a dream it was when he talked about trying to get his his credentials for the the Senior Bowl and kind of watching that journey in the moment when he got it and getting to see him there living his dream as, as he called it. What a cool thing, you know, and he deserves it. I mean, he is absolutely deserving he works hard and he loves the game he loves talking about the game and he's great at it Uh, i absolutely believe that he'll be great um, in the scouting department as well we've seen bits and pieces of it obviously as, as we've talked to him about all things draft but definitely super proud of him happy for him josh you the man and uh excited to see what you do from here and what we do collectively as the capital you know super excited to be a part of it it's a fun time it's a fun time yeah, you know, I'm going to stay on this Josh Taylor thing uh, uh, just a little bit more because you know what? Josh Taylor, he our first round draft pick, right? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. He the realest of the real. And the wonderful thing about Josh is he's doing it because he loves it, because he's passionate about it. And that is why we have aligned ourselves with him, because we believe in his vision. And more than that, his love for this team, if you get to talk to Josh or listen to the content that he puts out, you will be able to feel someone who is highly intelligent, very articulate, who is a critical thinker, who knows his craft, and who is going places. So props to Josh Taylor, our fearless leader. That's what I like to call him. Speaking of uh, fearless leaders, Freddie, if I may, can I, can I also give some props? I know I can, but it's respectful to ask. Maddie Jane, it's kind of your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Nah, 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 nah. Listen. You know, no, you're right. It is. It is. It is our, our podcast. podcast. Speaking of, you know, fearless leaders and being respectful and all of the good things, I did want to bring up very special, special leader. And that is our head coach, head coach of the Washington football team. We talk about him all the time. We love him. You know him. You love him. It's Ron Rivera. Okay. Okay. And listen, Ron Rivera is officially cancer free. And, you know, he has so many accolades in football, right? Two-time coach of the year, maybe three-time coach of the year. You know, we don't know. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But, you know, he's made it to Super Bowls. He had a great NFL career. There's so many things that he has done that are probable. You know what I mean? What he did in this whole fight with cancer, how he has handled it, how he fought until he beat it. And and again, of course, everybody that has it, they fight. And some don't beat it. And that's not their fault. You know, it, cancer is a really crappy 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 disease. Cancer sucks. It does. It absolutely does. But you know what? The whole time, Ron never took the smile off his face. He worked long hours. He put in the time. And you know what? It was an inspiration to everybody, to the organization, to his players, to the fan base. And there's just not, you can't have any more respect. for. I mean, the respect is through the roof. You know, it is through the roof. He's such an incredible human being. I'm so happy for him for his wife, for his daughter. I mean, just the whole family. I'm, I'm so happy for them in this hopefully next step after this fight. And just want to give him props because, I mean, he's the real deal. I've never been more proud to have somebody as my coach. And that's as much about just who he is as a human as how good of a football coach he is. So once again, we've probably given him props plenty of times, but he's always deserved it. And um, again, officially cancer-free. No better words than that. Congratulations, Ron Rivera. You're the man. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope you're our coach for a long, long, long time. It's wonderful that we are able to have so much positivity. We never have positivity. I mean, we don't have positivity before the season, during the season. When the season's over, it's always turmoil with this team, but not anymore. Not anymore. And you know who that's all thanks to? That's all thanks to Ron. Yep. 
So he deserves all of the positivity. Love that he got the clean bill of health, that he'll be at full strength to lead this football team to where we all know it's going. Right, Mads? That's right. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for sticking with us. We'll be back at you soon with another episode. We got some cool stuff in store, like we said. We got some surprises this offseason. We're going to have some guests that haven't been on the show before. And, of course, just, you know, general footballery with myself. And me. And until next time, guys, yo, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. Peace.